Good to have you back. Second hour of the Bill Michael Show. And uh, in first hour for many of you that are just uh, tuning in on the network, as we always appreciate. And I uh, want to say hi to Jack and Jake listening to us in Milwaukee. Uh, Jake is uh, over in West Dallas, and uh, he said he's working today over at the Milwaukee Mile listening to the program. They have it on over there. Alex says that uh, they are listening in Sheboygan. When are you going to get a station back in Sheboygan? Uh, Alex, that'd be great. Call uh, call, uh, call the mighty HBL over there. Tell them you want to put us on over there. Tell them. Uh, Rick and Saucy, Saucy, listening to us in Green Bay. Always good. And uh, Rick, uh, hi to you as well. Him and his family uh, heading up north for the weekend. And uh, have us on in the, uh, in the car. So Rick says, uh, listening to the program now. So good stuff. Yeah, what's uh, what, what you got going? What uh, you're going up to see your uh, parents this weekend, Grant? I think I might be really making the rounds this weekend, Bill. I got a. Yeah. We'll check this out tomorrow. I think I'm gonna stop by the tailgate at the Red Zone on my way out of yeah. Madison. Then I'm gonna go up 94. I'm gonna stop in Chippewa Falls Lake Wissota bachelor party for one of my buddies. Oh, I'm gonna okay. stop by, make an appearance, get to my folks' place by Saturday night, hang out there into Sunday, and then go visit the girlfriend and her family in the cities on Sunday afternoon and then make my way back uh, late on Monday. Gotcha. I think I'm going to gotcha. ch- check a lot of boxes this weekend. Uh, well, yeah, you're. Uh, that's putting some mileage on the vehicle. Holy mackerel. No doubt. Um, yeah, this weekend is uh, we are crazy uh, busy today, getting ready for the ride, and then tomorrow just finalizing details. Uh, uh, finally, I think a, a little bit tomorrow night we get to relax a little bit, have a little bit of dinner. And then Sunday morning, uh, the motorcycle ride. And Monday, hopefully Monday is not too heavy in the cleanup aspect. Uh, got to move some things around. The RV has to come back. and Because uh, I got one car with my trailer going down to the museum because of all the stuff that we got to take down there. And then in the meantime, the RV has to go out to uh, Oconomowoc because that's going to be kind of the dressing room for the band and such. And uh, so that's going to be taking place. And... Yeah, we got uh, got a bunch of running around to do. Then everybody starts arriving tonight, so should be a lot of fun. Should be a good time. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Jared says, "Hey, unit, did you did you finalize your uh, fantasy football team yet? Let us know who you chose." Uh, Jared, I have not finalized it yet. Uh, my two quarterbacks, Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I got three wideouts. I got T. Higgins, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. And uh, Drake London out of Atlanta. Uh, uh, the Drake London pick was he, he good receiver, but because Ritter's delivering him the football, he's kind of like, uh, I don't know if I want to go in that direction. But I do have Travis Kelsey as my tight end. I only have James Conner as my running back right now, and I do need uh, to pick up another running back. So um, I, I have a couple of guys in my queue right now that are just kind of waiting there. I do have Elijah Mitchell out of San Francisco. Who I uh, there's Devondre, uh, um, oh God, what do you is it Akne Akne I can't remember how to pronounce his name out of Miami, he's another one. There's Damian Harris out of Buffalo, um, so they're they're all kind of sitting there right now at the running back position. Uh, Kendra Miller from New Orleans, um, so those are kind of like the guys that are just waiting in the queue right now. I just need to get one more running back. I don't have a strong run game, I will say that, but I think I've got a decent pass game. So I'm kind of, kind of hoping that T. Higgins is uh, a really good counter, and Jamar Chase maybe. He, I mean, Jamar Chase is spectacular, and he gets you know the majority of looks. But uh, I'm hoping that T. Higgins, who I think the Packers should have drafted, 
comes uh, comes up big in Cincinnati and Joe Burrow and that calf muscle. Because if Joe Burrow's not playing, then it makes T. Higgins almost irrelevant for my, my fantasy team. But it looks like Joe Burrow's back and he's good and the calf is fine. And so we'll we'll wait and see. Do you play fantasy football, uh, Grant? Yeah, I had two drafts, one on Sunday and then one on Monday night. Yeah. Okay. Are you? Did you uh, tell Charge you want to get into the uh, guillotine league? No, it, it seems a little intense. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm up for it, honestly. Yeah, the guillotine league is somebody gets the, the lowest scoring team gets axed every week. So you know, I lasted uh, for for the first year of doing it last year. I lasted for a while. I I, I had a, I drafted a pretty good team. Um, and I, here's the thing, and I hate to say this, but I listen when charge talks, when he comes on the program with us, yep. I do, he gives us all this insight and you always look for one of these guys. That's kind of a, um, you know, a, a you know, a, a, one of the sleeper picks and charges charges, right? A lot. And, uh, so I kind of listen. And then the minute I get off the air, I kind of, especially right now, because this draft, this draft and the way this works is, uh, every team is on the clock for two hours. And it started on Monday, so we we you you choose your team over a period of like a week and a half. It's not something that's like a four hour or five hour draft on a weeknight. It's over the period of like a week, and you know if you're not there, what you do is you load up your your players in your queue, and you kind of move them up and down and arrange them into the you know level of priority that you want to get them. And then every time a pick is made, it, you're alerted that there's been a pick made. So you can see if somebody in your queue was taken. So you can then rearrange your queue if you need to. But it also tells you um, what you need, what you need to fulfill your team. Like right now, I, I need one out of two running backs. I need a running back. I need a uh, – you've got the running back slash wide receiver, receiver slash tight end. You've got to pick up one of those. And then you, you, you need uh, a total of six bench players. Of which right now I only have one because we're not that far into the draft, but but uh, that's the way it goes. And then you know you just hope that you would, whoever you put out there on the field each week actually turns into something. So because uh, otherwise your season's done. It's like your fantasy season is over um, because it only goes I think 15 weeks, 14, 15 weeks, and uh, each week one team is eliminated. So I think there's 15 or 16 teams that are a part of this, and then that's it. Then everybody's gone. I do listen to Charge. He was hyping up Sam Howell, and I snagged yeah. him in one of the final rounds of my Monday Night Draft. Yeah, because I needed a backup quarterback. I'm like, eh, if this works out well, then I can thank Charge in a couple of weeks, and if not, then I can blame him. So it, right. it kind of wins either way for me. Yeah. Um, right. I, I Like I said, he's pretty good when he gives advice. Uh, I mean, I know every now and then it doesn't work out, but, you know, it is what it is. But he's he's pretty good when it comes to that, and he's – charges i mean this is all he does this is his living and uh he's pretty good at it uh he's won uh just you know off the off the record so to speak uh he's won some big time leagues some fantasy leagues and uh there was a one time we went to manny's up in uh, minneapolis you ever been to manny's the steakhouse i have been to manny's actually yes we we went to manny's one time and uh paul's like i got this and Paul started ordering food, and we we each had steaks. And then Paul brought out lobster, and Paul brought out beverages, and it kept coming. And then brought out the death by chocolate, the the chocolate volcano, whatever the hell that thing is, and it, which is just to die for. And it was finally to the point where you just couldn't eat anymore. And the bill comes, and yeah, I, I saw the numbers, and it was a five figure bill. 
And uh, he's like, oh, I got this. So, so Paul Paul did pretty well in his fantasy in his fantasy football season that year. Uh, he's like, yeah, wink and a nod, I did it. Fantasy or not, uh, if we ever go out to dinner, Bill, just heads up, that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ring up right? a ten thousand dollar bill and, and pay it. I would love to do that for you. Don't get me wrong, maybe one day. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah. I do not make that much money playing fantasy football. No, 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 no. I, I know that uh, you know uh, being the highest paid producer in the Bill Michael Show. It, Damn right, it, it does have a limit. Damn right. Even I have limits. You're absolutely right. Me and my, my $25 league and my $50 a person league that I play. Yeah, I'm not raking was, in thousands. Speaking of that, I was really fired up yesterday. I got a credit card in the mail, and it came to the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. So, I mean, it's it's my, the business card for the business side of things, uh, for the first one that, you know, I had kind of applied for for the business for the network and it so so now we've got an official network card that we can use corporate card that we can use oh boy um yeah which is completely dangerous because everything's going to get expensed every i mean everything i'm expensing everything i think your producer needs a motorcycle so he can participate in right? the ride on sunday right okay uh, i don't i don't know what the limit is i, I think we have enough there to get you a a starter bike or a, si- a sidecar i'll take a sidecar uh, i can <laughs> there's no way please tell me there's no way you would drive around with me in a sidecar i do that in a heartbeat <laughs> i do it in a heartbeat I would do that absolutely. I'd put goggles on you. I could be and like uh, those, like Sean Connery, leather helmets with yeah. the with the straps down the side. Oh, I'd do that in a heartbeat and, and give you like a Chihuahua to hold. Oh my God! I just think of yes. Sean Connery and in Indiana Jones with his little his little bucket hat and his briefcase and umbrella right? tucked in there. Oh. Yes, I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. So there you go. Um. The, uh, this one's from Rick who says, ask Grant if he's going to with Soda View. I, I don't Soda View. I don't know. I know they uh, all of the, the boys for the bachelor party, they rented out a house on Lake Wissota. I don't know if we plan on hitting up any spots or if we're just hanging out by the lake. I, I don't know. I'm just going to drop in for a couple of hours and, and, you know, stay, crush some beers, you know. Right. Um, lake Wissota is beautiful. Uh, I was just up there at the Wissota High Shore Supper Club. We just did a cigar dinner there. Yep. Yeah, it was last week. Uh, yeah, last week. Last week we did it. Um, which, by the way, uh, we will be in Wausau coming up this Wednesday. There is a golf outing and a cigar dinner, our last trip to Wausau this year. So we're going to be there, and I think there's still some tickets available for that because that was an add-on because there was such a demand for us to come back to Wausau this year because we didn't do two. We only did one dinner, and people really wanted it. Uh, but the golf outing is a little different because you get, uh, I think it's nine holes of golf, dinner, cigars, the whole thing. And I, I don't know what the price is, 65 bucks or something like that for all of that. And I and don't quote me on that because it could be a little bit higher. I don't know. Or less. I, I don't know. But uh, And then we're going to do the, uh, the the regular cigar dinner after the fact. So, um, yeah, it's uh, – it's it's uh, it's a fun time, but it's our last trip to uh, to 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 Wausau. But Wasoda, man, I love that place. That Wasoda High Shore Supper Club is beautiful, and they gutted it, renovated it. They put up a new outside. Uh, it's it's not even like a temporary tent anymore. It's a it's a permanent structure with removable sides and everything that are like tent sides to it. It's oh my god, it's beautiful, and they have docks down there. God, if I lived there, I'd be uh, out on the boat every day, cruising over there, having a couple of beverages, smoking a cigar, and heading back out on the boat. Just awesome. Awesome. 
Uh, Marv says, where can I get uh, info for the Wausau outing? Uh, all you got to do is go to Quick Spirits, quick, K-W-I-K, quickspirits.com, and it should be there. It should be there, so check that out, quickspirits.com. Uh, also, Rick says, tell Grant that's the place to visit when you're in Wasoda. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> can we get a picture of Grant in the sidecar with the hat on and the dog? We're not doing it. Uh, that would that would be something we would have to put together down the road. We don't have uh, I don't have a sidecar, to be honest with you. I don't have a sidecar to my thing uh, to my my motorcycle. Uh, our buddy Steve says uh, happy mo- motorcycle ride weekend. As I mentioned yesterday, I hope it's a huge success. The Brewers going to have their hands full with the Phillies this weekend. I am cautiously optimistic they can get two out of three, but I am nervous that they can also lose two out of three very easily. Either way, uh, next month is playoff atmosphere baseball. For the Milwaukee Brewers, I think you'll feel the intensity starting tonight. ESPN is a dying, uh, slow-death breed, which is sad. They got too greedy, too full of themselves, and now because of the overspending, they are letting quality personalities go. I prefer to watch either the NFL Network, MLB TV, or the Golf Channel. I have DirecTV. Personally, I don't care about soccer, uh, WNBA, or some of the other sports that they carry. Uh, yeah, and That's the other thing. They promote some of this stuff because they bought it. Uh, the soccer thing, you know what? There is an interest. I never... I never, I'll be honest, I never thought there would be the level of interest in soccer that, like, Cincinnati got a team, Cincinnati FC, and they were in one of the lower leagues. And they started out slow, and they were playing up at uh, Nippert Stadium on the University of Cincinnati campus, and, like, none of my friends were into soccer. None of them. None of them at all. And then the team started to get good, and it started to become kind of the thing to do. And it was a cheap night out, so they all started to go there. And so all of a sudden, my buddies are like, uh, they're all doing the FC Cincinnati thing, and they're wearing the scarves and the soccer club scarves and hats. And I'm like, oh, that's something I never thought I'd see. And then uh, Cincinnati jumped from whatever the the minor leagues were to the MSL, and the first year was awful. They just got killed. They changed coaches and changed some personnel, made a couple of moves, and now they're picked as the favorite to win it all. And they built this incredible new stadium, uh, in what's called like the Over the Rhine area, downtown Cincinnati, and kind of revitalized that area. But oh my God, all my all my buddies are like these just unbelievable hardcore soccer fans. So soccer, eh, I don't throw that under the bus as easily as, as easily as I used to. But uh, yeah, some of the other stuff they carry full time and try to shove down your throat as if it's great. Yeah, it's not. Uh, he said, enjoy the ride weekend. Congrats on the tireless efforts again for the uh, veterans and their families. That's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Steve, appreciate the email. I'm uh, going to take a quick break. Coming up, bottom of the hour, don't forget, Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. He's going to be here. He's going to join us, give us his thoughts on all of this as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Steve said, I can just see you and Grant uh, on a motorcycle ride with a sidecar, just like Andy Griffith and Barney Fife. 
Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the image that uh, that I got. I can agree with that. <laughs> uh, Tom says, uh, switch from DirecTV to YouTube TV. Great uh, content and play four sports games at once on one screen. Uh, best service and have the Sunday ticket for less than the monthly subscription at DirecTV. Uh, P.S. Not paid by YouTube. That's T-Dub listening to us in Tulsa. T-W to Maine. Way to go. Um, yeah, he said I, he didn't mind getting rid of ESPN either. He said uh, too many uh, political beliefs and forcing certain things down our throats when all we wanted to do was watch sports. Okay, there you go. Um, <clears throat> Scott says, I agree with you uh, regarding Spectrum and Disney. Uh, Spectrum and Disney uh, can part ways. I would not cry one bit. Uh, God else, what else do we have here for you? This is for Andrew. Andrew says, what do you see happening with the Brewers over the next few days? If they extend the lead to six games, would you then declare the National League Central over? I would. Absolutely I would. Because if you if the Brewers get it up to six games, six games, then, you know, again, on average, it takes you like one and a half to one and a quarter games a week uh, as two teams are battling down the stretch, uh, it, it takes you that to kind of get back, to climb back into the standings. So you've got the Cubs, who are now three games back, three wins less in the win column. And what you don't want to have, and, and by the way, they're taking on Cincinnati down in Cincinnati. So, and uh, for, according to a buddy of mine, he said it's already loaded down at, around Fountain Square downtown with the Cubs fans. So Cubs fans have traveled to Cincinnati, and it's a four-game series. It's a wraparound series uh, all the way from uh, – or no, not a wraparound series. I think it's a game that was rained out. So I think there's uh, they, they play today twice, twice today. And then they play, if I'm not mistaken, I think it is. I'll have to check. But after that, then uh, the Cubs come back home, and I think they've got uh, – that's when they get the West Coast swing that comes in. They've got, uh, I think, three against San Fran and four against Arizona. Uh, and they play Arizona uh, a couple of times within a week. I think it's like a seven games uh, in a week. Uh, they've got Colorado, kind of the same thing, six or seven games in a week. But uh, the last week, basically, of the year, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is they're on the road. Three against Atlanta, three against Milwaukee. So the Cubs, not an easy roster or not an easy uh, schedule by any stretch, but not, you know, not a juggernaut. Uh, either. Whereas the Brewers, uh, we knew the Brewers had one of the tougher schedules down the stretch uh, over all the teams in uh, in uh, the National League Central. When you started looking at the Reds and the Cubs and the Brewers, because the Brewers have the uh, three against Philadelphia, then they get Pittsburgh, they go on the road again, then they because uh, they're only home for a three-game set, then they go on the road again for six, Pittsburgh and then the Yankees, even though the Yankees uh, just stink on ice before they come back home for a seven-game stretch against Miami and Washington. But the, then don't forget, within that week and a half period, they've got seven of them against St. Louis. And is it before you finally get to the end of the season where you have the Cubs, the thing about it is with St. Louis is you don't know. It's because it's 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 now it's not Cubs-Cardinals, okay, as far as that rivalry goes. But St. Louis has just had the innate ability to beat up on the Brewers at times. And so even though, because I, I, you know, again, you start talking to people and 
you get out in the bars or argue with friends or whatever, and ah, that's going to be easy. And no, it's not. I, I, I never put anything past the Cardinals. The Cardinals would love nothing more than to be a, a thorn in the side of either of these teams to take them out. And uh, so I, I don't put anything past the Cardinals. They're, they're, they're wanting to win ball games, man. And if they can take down the Brewers or take down the Cubs or both to do it, they do that in a heartbeat. Because the Cardinals, I don't even think the Cardinals, I, I, I don't know if they face Cincinnati again. Because I know they've got Pittsburgh coming up this weekend, but I don't think they face Cincinnati again. Uh, no, I'm, I'm wrong. They actually face Cincinnati twice more. The Cardinals are in Cincinnati uh, coming up next weekend. And then they end with Cincinnati. So, yeah, they could uh, they could do a whole lot of damage. Uh, but they do not, by the way, uh, face the Cubs the remainder of the stretch. So they don't have the ability to take the Cubs out. But I'm sure they'd love to do nothing more than sink the Brewers. 877-867-1670, Hit us up. We'd love to... Uh, We'd love to have you. Uh, if you want to chime in, you go ahead and do so. Uh, we're going to break. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to get as many minutes as, as we can in with Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, going to be joining us coming up here uh, after the uh, t- the top of the hour. Uh, I do want to remind you we've got a lot of terrific sponsors that are part of the program. I've been promoting the motorcycle ride so much here as of late and leaving it up on the stream and uh, just to try to make people in the awareness of it. But thanks to our friends at Veterans America, uh, James Mercado and the gang, uh, they stepped up this year and became one of the stage co-sponsors for the band after the fact. Uh, thanks to our friends at Cunis RV. Thanks to our friends uh, over at Buzzard Billy's. Thanks to Gino and the gang down at Calderon Club. Uh, thanks to the Water Doctors, also a, a stage co-sponsor uh, in this thing as well. Our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue that is veteran-owned. Uh, I just saw Ben out at uh, Wednesday Night Live the other night, and he said, man, they're just killing it. And so many of you that see them on site in so many different areas, walk up and say, hey, I heard it on the Bill Michael Show. And that goes a long way. They love that connection. So thank you for that. Our friends at Stenny's uh, being a big part of this, uh, Dan Della and the gang at the Social House who made a $1,000 donation. They raised $1,000 for the motorcycle ride uh, on Monday at their golf outing. So thanks to them. Uh, Joe Hennis and the gang at uh, Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water and obviously all of our bars that are involved, Steel Tank and, and Stolzel 109 and such. And, so thanks to all of them and our friends at Bud Light who have been with us for 16 years, all locally right here at Beachwood Distributing. So thanks to them as well. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Come back. Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, next to the Bill. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. day today. Going to get a little warmer over the weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Don't forget about the motorcycle ride for veterans, military members, and their families coming up on Sunday. Sunday, we leave the uh, Harley-Davidson Museum, and uh, then we make a 95-mile trek, and ultimately a party afterwards, giving away a lot of great prizes, a lot of great donations, and we can't say thanks enough to all the sponsors that are a part of it, but uh, if you haven't joined us yet, go to pre-register. You can do it right now over on the live stream. You can scan the QR code, or you can simply go to facebook.com slash big unit poker run and uh, hit us up there. But, yeah, we uh, will be taking registration the day of as well. So if you uh, just haven't been able to make up your mind and you're not really going to be able to make up your mind until maybe Saturday afternoon, then uh, just come and join us on Sunday and we'll still get you all signed up. Okay? Be good to go. 
Joining us now over on the hotline, uh, the voice of the uh, Green Bay Packers, longtime friend, Wayne Larravee uh, here. Wayne, how you been, buddy? Good, Bill. How about you? We're good. Uh, we're just kind of, you know, in the midst of the the long pause coming out of training camp and then heading into the football season. So where I wanted to start was what did you take away from from camp and from the preseason? If you had to say, okay, here's some positives and here's some things that maybe concern you, let's start with the positives. What did you take away from the preseason? Well, I thought Jordan Love was good throughout both in practice and in games, obviously, that most people saw. Um, but I also thought that we saw some um, some – the defense played with more of an edge, and I thought, uh, for the most part, and in I saw them a little better against the run in the preseason games. And this is going to be crucial for the Packers this year because the offense will have its ups and downs, but that defense has to be the defense we thought it was going to be last year, and never really was. So that's a big, that's a step, at least a little bit of an inkling. Um, the concern on the football team, I think, the inexperience in the position at the skill positions offensively from tight end to wide receiver to quarterback, um, inexperienced, but there's talent. There is a lot of talent there. And if you're going to be inexperienced, you better be talented, and they are. So uh, that's one area. And then, you know, defensively, you're wondering a little bit about the safety position and how that will plan out. Um, I do think they're going to be using Darnell Savage closer to the line of scrimmage, more in the box. At least that's what it appeared to be to me. Um, You know, finding that safety in the deep quarter, you know, right now it looks like Ford, but it could be anybody uh, as we go forward. The, uh, the When you talk about the inexperience, I, I, I think about last year and Darnell Savage kind of finding his way into the doghouse a little bit, and now he's kind of like your anchor. He's your guy after losing Adrian Amos. Uh, is there concern there uh, as well? I mean, or do they feel really solid about where he is now coming out of last season? Well, you know, I mean, uh, there, I, I haven't heard any concern per se. Um, with Darnell Savage from anybody, coaches or anyone. So um, I think they're good to go with that spot, and they're hoping they, they come up with the right combination next to him and, and go from there. But, um, no, I think they're pretty solid with Darnell Savage. I think they're hoping to put him in a position to make more plays because that's the one thing. You know, he's got the athletic ability and everything else. Maybe if they get him closer to the line of scrimmage, uh, he'll be able to make more plays with the athleticism and speed that he has. How do you feel about the defensive front uh, with T.J. Slayton? Because they're kind of hoping he takes that next step. And then, obviously, Devontae Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt, I thought, last year showed real flashes when he had opportunities down the stretch late in the season and really impressed me. And I, I, I'm as excited about him and the advancement of Quay, Quay Walker as I am anything on this defense. Yeah, I think those are two big keys up front defensively. Um, you know what you're getting from Kenny Clark. And if Devontae Campbell's healthy, you know what he can do. T.J. Slayton seems to me to be a different kind of player. He was always potentially good uh, play uh, on a given play. He could be dominant. Um, but then, you know, it, it seemed like the inconsistency kept showing up. But I, I saw him have a much more consistent camp. And so uh, I'm thinking that uh, that he's going to turn the page and, and probably be a much more effective player on a down-to-down basis because he has all the ability in the world. And then Wyatt's a guy I would target is if there was somebody who was going to jump up and surprise people and really take that big step into the second year, I think it's Wyatt. You know, we saw a lot of Quay Walker, but Devontae Wyatt, we didn't see much of him until late in the season, and he's had an excellent camp. So he comes into this season, I think, healthy with a lot of uh, confidence and a good good idea of what he does, his role in this defense, whereas as a rookie, 
on that defensive line close to the ball, that sometimes takes a while before they get it. I know that he doesn't like the term Matt LaFleur's offense because he says it's fluid, and and I understand all of that. But are we looking at this year really kind of seeing Matt LaFleur not only as a play caller, you know, be good, but also getting a young quarterback into rhythm? Because I thought, Wayne, I'll be honest, there was a lot made early on about Jordan Love and not going downfield and missing one throw. And I thought there was a rollout throw that Matt LaFleur put him on, cut down half the field. It went to a Christian Watson on the outside in the Cincinnati game. He threw it in the only place Christian Watson could get it. Watson spins for a first down. There was another one of Dobbs who, who sat in a soft zone. And it, before he even turned around, the ball was in the air and it hit him right in the hands. And that was on a rollout to the, to the left. I thought Matt LaFleur did a masterful job of just getting him in situations to make plays and to get confidence. And if, if that's the kind of stuff that we're going to see, I'm, I'm really high on what Matt LaFleur is doing so far. Yeah, I think he's handled him very well, handled the quarterback very well. Um, you know, the Cincinnati game first play was a quick uh, toss to the outside. Aaron Jones It was Aaron Jones only play of the game. I think that's why they called it. But, you know, again, an easy throw for the quarterback that he wasn't completing a year ago. Um, these are throws that weren't getting, but he was missing layups as a first and second year player. Uh, this year he, he hits the layups, you know, some of the tougher stuff downfield, he may be off a little bit on occasion and they're still working. He and the receivers on timing on the deep ball, but nonetheless, um, he is, I think he's done everything they've asked of him and, uh, done it well. And, and I like, I think, take a look at, go back and look at the New England game, the first drive of the New England game. And, I think the Packers ran like four out of five times in that game. Kind of a power running game uh, with A.J. Dillon and his pads were low and he was barreling through a very good uh, defense in the Patriots. You know, I think you're going to see a lot more running game prominence on early down calls. Do you think all the rumors about the Jonathan Taylor thing, is that, you know, does that light a fire? Does that create concerns? Does that create a little dismay in the running back room at all? I don't know if they think that way. You know, for you and I, yeah, it would, <laughs> it would create this, right. main, uh, you know, tension and all this other stuff. But these guys are cut a different way, and um, I don't think so. I think they understand it's the business of football, and um, they have the kind of confidence it takes that, yeah, hey, would it light a fire under you? Maybe you use it as a positive in that regard. But um, I don't think there's any reason to light a fire under those two running backs. I think they're pretty good as it is. Talking with Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. Defensively, we had not we touched on Matt Lafleur as a play caller, but uh, you know there's got to be at least outwardly looking in a lot of pressure on Joe Barry to get after the quarterback. I know that was a theme with Brian Gutekunst in the offseason about getting more pressure. We have the talent. Getting more pressure. We have the talent. Do you think Joe Barry's kind of feeling it? Yeah, no, I, I don't think he's feeling it. I think he's anxious to unleash his defense. He. We saw them be more aggressive, okay? They, to me, were more aggressive in those preseason games, regardless of who was in the lineup. And I think you're going to see a very aggressive pass rush from this team. They are One of their deepest positions is edge rusher. They go five deep there. And so, you know, I, I think you're going to see Joe be much more aggressive, more press coverage. I think Jair will follow the number one receiver on most weeks. And, you know, I, I really believe this defense that seemed to find itself late last season, too late last season, but nonetheless found itself. I think I've seen that carryover to this year, and I really think they uh, they have some momentum going in. 
Uh, give me a give me a guy who you want to look at that maybe he's not a name. I mean, I know like early on in camp, uh, Mike Clemens kept talking about Malik Heath and about hey hey look at this guy. There's there's an undrafted cat that uh, has an opportunity here. Maybe a guy that's a fifth rounder like Dontavian Wicks or you know uh, this this Brenton Cox Jr. Give me a guy that you really like that you saw that you d- just maybe didn't have an eye for early on. Yeah, those guys come to mind right away. Um, Emmanuel Wilson, if he's active, is a guy to keep an eye on and, and what role they would use him behind the front two running backs if he's active on game day. Um, you know, there are a number of guys. I, I think Carrington Valentine's a guy I didn't know much about. Seventh-round draft choice and the way he played. And I think he's going to be an active player and in the rotation at cornerback on game day. And that's a guy I would look for. Um, you know, really, Anthony Johnson was another guy that – Late bloomer uh, at safety, late third-day draft choice, but a guy that certainly fits the bill uh, out of Iowa State. And, again, will he be active on game day early on of the season? Maybe not. But these are guys, you know, that kind of came from off the beaten path that that could really make a difference on this team. I've always said good play-by-play guys take you in and, and bring you into the emotion and the, the, the visibility of the game. I was listening to the game. You and Larry are calling Anders Carlson the 57-yard field goal, and it could I could almost hear you guys holding your breath <laughs> just because it had, hadn't been as great throughout preseason like we, we wanted it to be. Uh, give me your thoughts on the kicking game because it was split the upright and almost like not only did you say, oh, my God, it's good, but it was like, oh, my, you, you could almost hear you exhale and go, okay, now we can breathe. It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's um, he had some ups and downs in camp, but he was mostly good in games. He did miss the two PATs in Cincinnati, but he hit some good field goals in the games. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm a little surprised that O'Donnell didn't make this team. Uh, mm-hmm. for nothing more than his holding ability. Uh, but, you know, they felt the kid Whelan had just too big a leg to leave out there. And and so, you know, they're going very young. Um, Orzich is a veteran deep snapper, very consistent, played on a Super Bowl team with the Rams, confident about him. But I think the operation itself, um, you know, yeah, it would, would are there some questions there? I guess because, you know, Whelan is now going to be the holder, and some of the snaps aren't always on the money. And can he make it good uh, on the placement on the spot for the kicker to make the, the kick? So uh, it'll be interesting to see, but um, and that's an operation worth watching. The thing is, the reason those two kids are here, okay, um, in the case, the reason Mason Crosby is not here is because when he kicked the ball into the end zone in recent years, he had to kick it in a line drive fashion. So, you know, Rich Bisaccio was telling me, the guys were coming out from five, six yards deep in the end zone to return kickoffs. And that was because they didn't have the hang time. Now they're hoping with this, with Anders um, that, you know, Anders Carlson can get more leverage into these kicks and these kickoffs that can reach the end zone won't be returned. That's number one there. As far as the punting game goes, they went with leg strength. Yes. Youth, of course, do they save some money? Yeah. A couple of bucks. Um, but they went with the big leg because they feel that this kid when the temperatures start getting cold in late October and November, that this kid will still be able to get that ball 45 yards downfield. Wayne, always a pleasure, man. I appreciate it, and best of luck throughout the season. We'll see you down in Chicago, okay? Sounds good, Bill. All the best. Have a good weekend. All right, buddy. You too. Talk to you soon. There you go. Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, giving us his thoughts on this team and uh, as we get ready for the beginning of the NFL season. Uh, Coming up here uh, a week and a day. 
a week and a day. And uh, then the Packers are going to be heading down to Chicago to take on the Bears, open it up for the team that Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre pretty much owned. And can, can. Jordan Love, continue that tradition. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. we got a lot more to get to. Uh, almost two hours down with two hours yet to go. Stick around. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And we know, come on, it's going to start howling, it's going to start blowing. The winds are going to whip, and then you're going to listen, you're going to go, oh, God. I can still hear the wind coming through those windows. Have you ever done the match test in front of your windows? You take a match, you light it, and you wave it around your windows and see if it blows out. Uh, I used to have that. Uh, I had it on one of my bay windows a while ago and got new pillow windows and doors. Doesn't do it anywhere. Nowhere. Love it. Love the pillow windows and doors. And uh, just a couple of things to think about as uh, we start to head towards head towards fall. Not ready for fall. But that being said, at least I know inside my home it's going to be comfortable. And if I crank it up, it'll be summer year-round if I really want to do that. <laughs> Thanks to our friends at Pillow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin with all the innovations and uh, the fact that it adds a lot of value to your home. And you can get your money back out of it if you're thinking about selling your home. You can do that as well. But Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, good stuff. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them, 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI, and, uh, and see for yourself. That's Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Uh, good stuff from Wayne Larravee. Um, man, I, I, I agree that if you had to say and circle one or two things that are going to be the the most interesting to see. I don't know that I would circle Jordan Love. I think to me the most interesting things on this team, if I had to go with my top three, one, Christian Watson hanging onto the football. Two, the development of Luke Musgrave. And three, the development and or confidence that begins to either exude from or evaporate from Anders Carlson. Those are my top three. I mean, I know that uh, there's, you know, you have some concerns and such when it comes to the defense, or maybe it's the the rise of Devontae Wyatt or the ability to take over the front from T.J. Slayton playing nose tackle. You know, how much better did Quay Walker, will he get? But, I, you know, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm really... If I had to say the three things that are probably going to intrigue me the most, uh, Christian Watson, the development of Luke Musgrave, because I think both of those things are vital to the success of Aaron Jones. And then it's going to be the points on the board. Uh, points on the board if drives stall, and now you have what is considered to be a legitimate weapon from beyond 50. Anders Carlson, does he become the guy? Is he able to be uh, consistent, and uh, does that process remain consistent? So th those are my three. Grant, if you're going to have to pick three things that are going to be the most intriguing to you as far as development goes throughout this season, what would it be? I think number one's Christian Watson. 
because I want to know if he can be a a number one wide receiver that leads an offense that does a little bit of everything, or is he a speedster that has some good games, some bad games? You know, because I I think there's going to be a lot of inconsistencies on this offense, a lot of young targets, which means week to week. I think there'll be a lot of ups and downs. But if Christian Watson can be a true number one that we can count on every week, I think that significantly raises the ceiling of of this team and of this offense. So I'm honestly, I think Christian Watson is my number one and and my main answer. I want to see what he's got this year. Yeah. um, That. Yeah. I I would agree as we heard a lot about, you know, the connection with Romeo Dobbs uh, and, uh, you know, and Jordan love, but the guy that you really need to become the guy is Christian Watson because he's got, He's the tools. He's got all the tools. It's it's like it's like when you're a, a scout looking for major league baseball players and you find a guy that's got the five tools. He can do it all. He can he yeah. can run, he can hit, he can throw, he can field, you know, he's got all the tools. But it's whether or not he just actually does it. And that's Christian Watson. Otherwise otherwise, I mean, you know, because you know, people always talk about speed and such. Otherwise just you, you could have gotten Usain Bolt to be a wide receiver. If he can't catch, who cares? You know? Um, but no, I, that's that might be my one right there. That might be my one. For those of you listening out there, coming up in the next hour, uh, that's kind of what I want to know. If you're looking at, say, your top three things that you're looking as far as development goes, what would they be? Is it the continuation of play and and Pro Bowl ke- level of play out of David Bakhtiari and, say, Kenny Clark? Or is it the development, a second-year guy like Quay Walker? Is it, What are the top three things that you're looking for? as the Green Bay Packers get set to start the season a week and a day away and uh, kind of the things that really need to to grow, if you will, um, on either side of the ball or in, in all three phases for this team to have success. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. I think Wayne Larry brought up some good points, and I just wanted to expound upon that. So I want to I want to get into that discussion when we come back as well. So we got a lot uh, a lot of stuff yet to get to. Uh, I've been telling you for for weeks now. Uh, please, uh, the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, this coming Sunday, we leave the Milwaukee Harley down at the Harley Davidson Museum at Mil- in Milwaukee. Um, we are not at MKE Brewing this year, so I want to make that clear. We are not at MKE Brewing. We are at the Harley Davidson Museum, and that's where the bikes will be staged. That's where we leave from. So we're really looking forward to all of this. Please, please come out and join us. It doesn't matter what kind of bike you ride. Please come out and join us. And even if you didn't pre-register, okay, so be it. Uh, We want you to. Uh, you still got a little bit of time. you still got less than, uh, what, 22 hours before pre-registration's cut off, 22 hours. You can still pre-register. We want you to because we're close to setting the record. And we really would love to break the record, but either way, we want you there. And, yes, you can register the day of. It's just you don't get a little bit of the discount uh, for the uh, second passenger. And uh, you're not registered then for the pre-registration prizes. So we do want you to be uh, pre-registered, but, hey, uh, we just want you to join us. So if you can't make a decision until tomorrow, that's fine. That's fine. Still join us. We're looking forward to it. Uh, We'll see you down there. Registration opens up at 8 a.m. And uh, then uh, we have, you know, pancake breakfast, all that kind of stuff available. And then after that, we take off and we ride. Ride for veterans, military members, and their family. More of the Bill Michael Show. Two more hours yet to go right after this.